This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a show where we discuss how to navigate the highs and lows of the human condition. Each week, we address a new topic, and we see that there are two choices we can make. We can lower the bar, go with the flow, and react to what the world throws at us, or we can be proactive, deciding in advance how we want to live, and in essence, rise above the human condition. We hope the discussion today is just what you need for the week ahead. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Transcend Human Podcast. Great to be with you again another week. So good. Uh, We are in the middle of a series actually called Transcendent Parenting. So for those of you who are following along, we are in week six. Uh, If you're just joining us for the first time, um, we'll get you up to speed here real quick. So in week one, um, we called it First Things First, and we really set the groundwork. We set a foundation for parenting by talking about what it means to have a strong marriage. Uh, In week two, uh, it was called Parenting Isn't Optional. And really it's this concept that parenting is a high, high calling and that we really have to be all in if we're willing to do it correctly and do it well. Uh, Week three was called Parenting Through the Stages. So we basically looked at the various stages of development from infant to adulthood and, uh, you know, how our parenting kind of changes throughout each of those different phases. Uh, Week four, Parenting Plan of Attack. So how to be proactive versus reactive uh, in the way that we parent. And then last week uh, was called sell your helicopter. So what it could look like to stop being a helicopter parent. But today we're asking you to make some memories. So let's go ahead and dive into that then. And welcome Tammy back to the show. I'm back. Here I am. Are you guys sick of me yet? Are you ready for this to be done so you don't have to hear me? (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Not at all. Not at all. All right. So today, like I said, we're asking you to make some memories. Um, and for the minute of parenting transparencies, um, I'm going to call it just memories define us. So I thought it'd be interesting to just talk a little bit about how memories define who we are, the memories we have of our childhood, of you know how things went for us back when we were kids. And so let's just talk about that. Like, what are some good memories, bad memories, or bad memories that you look back on now as as kind of hilarious or humorous from like when you were growing up? I'm going first. Sure. So memories are a funny thing to me when I think back about my childhood. So the things that kind of stick out to me are kind of either like the good stuff, the funny stuff, or like the bad stuff. Like I, I have a hard time remembering the mundane day in and day out. Like, mm-hmm. I know I got up and went to school every day. Like, right. Like, um, you know, I remember my boyfriend picking me up and taking me to school sometimes. Like, I remember getting like, so, but there's just not much of that day in and day out, like, uh, stuff that I remember. Like, but it is like, I can remember probably one of my first real memories is like remembering, I think we've talked about this, you know, before the family situation that I'm in that, you know, I came, I come from a divorced family. And so I can literally remember like my biological mom and my biological dad, like fighting. I have a really vivid memory of like that happening and me being behind a couch and listening to it and like being young and not really understanding what was happening, but it being this like moment in my head of like, this isn't right. And it kind of was scary. Right. So I remember that. I obviously also, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in the podcast, but like was in the middle of a tornado, had my whole house blown down by a tornado. So I have very vivid memories of that. (laughs) I was going to say, that's probably not something you would forget. Yeah. Those like, yeah. I mean, I can literally go back to like waking up to like everything happening. So, um, so yeah, so I have like some memories of, of those types of things. And then I obviously have like memories of um like growing up at our lake house and like all the fun playing flashlight tag and playing like ghosts in the graveyard and um just running around in the dark and going we used to go to these um with the neighbors we had these neighbors for a long time 
at the lake and we would go to these like tractor runs down at the, I don't know, somewhere in town. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I guess we thought it was fun. So looking back now, I'm like, why, why did I think that was fun? I don't know, but it was why fun then. I think probably because I kind of had a crush on one of the neighbor boys. And so it was like, well, you know, anything to be around Tim was like anything that turned anything into fun. Right. Um, and like family vacations. So <laughs> one of the memories that is like so funny now is we went on a family vacation just so it was my mom and stepdad and my brother and I. And my stepdad and I were like, we didn't like, we were not morning people. We did not like to get up in the morning. We both liked to sleep. But my mom and brother were very early morning people. And so we were at, on this vacation staying in this hotel and my mom and my brother got up and they're down at the pool. I don't even know what they were doing, down at the pool or whatever. And they come back to the room to like get us up. And we hear, I wake up to like them knocking so loud on like the door next to us. Like it was our first like day in the hotel. So we had gotten there, slept, right? And then like it was the next day. And so they had gotten up, gone down and they're like pounding on this door. Like, and it woke my dad and I up and we're literally in the room and we just let them pound for a while. And they're like yelling and screaming for us to open the door. And we're like, they're making total fools of themselves. And sure enough, like somebody comes to the door and opens it barely clothed, like looks at them like, what are you doing? And then we like open the door and like laugh hysterically at them. So um, that was like, I know that was a pretty like funny memory because yeah, we just let it happen. So um, and like memories of, um, being in Hawaii and having to get up super early to go do this excursion and the smoke, the like fire alarms going off in the middle of the night. So like we already had to be up at like 3am and then the fire alarms go off at like 2am and it's like, what is happening? So, um, that's another one that we kind of laugh about now. So, so yeah, so those, like, that's kind of what I have figured out about memories. It's like, I have memories of like the really fun stuff. I have memories of like doing stuff in high school and like graduation and moving into my college dorm. But yeah, just that day in and day out mundane stuff just doesn't like, it doesn't stick with me. So I don't know. What about you? Kind of the same. Like when I think back to growing up, I mean, a big part of my growing up years and my memories have to do with moving to Wyoming and living there for seven years. And so a lot of those activities that we did there, uh, the hiking and the off-roading four by four, you know, stuff in out in the middle of nowhere, going to Yellowstone. A lot of those things are, are really good memories. Um, and then similarly, like the bad things. So going through a period of time where my parents were having difficulties in their marriage and, and the impact that that had on us and wondering, you know, is this going to be it? Is it over? Or are they going to stick it out? That kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I would agree the good and the bad and, mm-hmm. I was never in a tornado though, so I don't. That I don't. I don't, I don't know who can reach that level of. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a yeah, lot. It's something. Something fun. Yeah. It gets everybody every time when you know you play like you know what is that whole Truth game? Or dare or something. That whole like three three truths three and, a truths and a lie or something like that. And when I'm always like, I was in the middle. Of, my house got blown down by a tornado. Everybody's like, Oh, that's yeah, the lie. No, there's no way. That didn't happen. It did. But. So good. Yeah. All right. So some behind the scenes stories there, memories from our childhood. Um, So today's topic, like we said, making memories, and we're going to walk through a number of things. First, how important are memories? Second, quality versus quantity. Third, can you schedule memories? And then fourth, we'll we'll do some more stories uh, from the front lines, kind of memories that we've made kind of as a as a family now. So number one, how important are memories? Uh, According to psychology today, memories are basically what make us who we are. In fact, without memories, we would have no reference point for living. We would literally be robots reacting to our environment as things happen to us. So the article goes on to explain kind of four different types of memories, um, which I thought was really interesting. So the first one is knowledge. Like it may sound strange, but literally our, our knowledge or how smart we are the things that we learn, the things that we know are just memories. So this is why we say things like, I need to memorize this for the test tomorrow, right? Because you're putting something into your memory so that you can take a test. So without memory, we would literally 
have no data bank of knowledge in order to understand the world. And in turn, I guess we wouldn't be much help to the world either. So that is an interesting thing about memory, that it actually is what fuels our knowledge. Um, memories are also procedural. So the simple explanation of this is that your brain memorizes things so that you don't actually have to think about it. So when was the last time you thought about putting on a pair of pants, right? You don't. You don't think about, you know, what you do, what foot goes in first. You literally just do it because your brain has stored that information. So that's procedural memories. And then there's what we call declarative memories. And so these are what we typically think about when we talk about memories. It's basically just the conscious recall of information. So remembering things like what we had for breakfast the other day or where we went on vacation or what kind of car we drove when we were a teenager or things like that. So those are declarative memories. And then there are there's the fact that memories are relational. So this is super important and it's really kind of what we're talking about um, in this whole episode, when we start when we start talking about declarative memories or memories that we can bring back up about certain information, it's really important to understand that a lot of these, the, the important ones, the ones that have the most meaning are because of relationships. So yeah, we can have individual memories, right? We can have memories about things that we did alone um, and things that we experienced without other people, but these memories pale in comparison to the memories that we make with other people or with our families or with groups of people. So these are all memories that include that relational element. They're shared experiences, which seem to be much stronger than just other declarative types of memories. So now if this is true, obviously it means that we should be spending time with other people, right? Not just hanging out by ourselves, scrolling through the socials, binge watching Netflix, um, that's all great. That's all fun. But if, if that's all we do with our life, we're missing out on a huge part of making memories. So uh, memories, you know, the kind that we'll remember for the rest of our lives, um, the ones that we kind of share with other people and that we kind of relive um, every time we see each other again. And this is really kind of a, this is kind of the heart behind this whole uh, episode is this concept of making memories. Um and so th this is a term we heard before. Do you remember where we even heard this? Yeah, I don't know. We were kind of talking about it before we started, but we're not really sure kind of where we heard the term making memories. If it was just like, I kind of feel like we've heard it in a couple of different circumstances. And I don't even remember if it was us and our group that we hung out with, but we, <laughs> the making memories always kind of became this thing that we would talk about when like things didn't go as planned, you know? It wasn't like we started out to do something like the the thing that kind of uh, pops into my head all the time when I think about the word, the two words making memories is every year we would go to the pumpkin patch with our like best friends um, when the kids were little and every year it rained. It would be without fail. Without fail it would rain. Rainy, it would be cold, drizzly. windy, raining. And we would all be like, why are we doing this? This is miserable. But we'd always be like, we're making memories. Like it was this like trying to turn the negative into this positive. Like we're just, we're going to have fun. We're going to do it anyways. We're making memories as we do it. So yeah, very tongue in cheek kind of yeah. phrase. Yeah. So, and it, it, it was like it always, um, it was always kind of, and it always was this view, right? That it was with other people, right? It was this mm -hmm. like bond that we had with this group of people, with our family. So it kind of turned into like this family thing that we would talk about, you know, oh, we're making memories. We're going to go do this. And the kids would be like, oh, do I have, do we have to do that? We're making memories, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it, yeah. And we'll tell stories later that like will help you kind of understand. But that's just like one story that literally, because we still to this day with that group of people, we'll talk about, yeah, remember, like we don't, we don't forget we don't forget those pumpkin patch trips because like it, they just were so funny, like in the moment and like so miserable at the same times, but also like, again, we were making memories out of it. So. Yeah. I think the, the funny piece of it is you can, you can say that you're making memories when things are good and everything's fun. I mean, you're still making memories, sure, Yeah. but the ones that we laugh about are the ones where you're literally in the situation. You're so frustrated or yeah. irritated or there's like tension 
and it's you're just miserable. Uh-huh. But it's so bad almost that you have to just laugh and be like, we're making memories. We're just, yeah, so. we're just doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. So we'll talk more about that later. Yep. But so another thing, when, when you're thinking about making memories and being around other people or, you know, that that's kind of when they when it happens the most, um, there's an, another concept that comes up, which is what kind of time that you're spending with people, right? And these chunks of time are often referred to as quality time versus quantity time. There's kind of like two different versions of that. And I think a lot of us, like just being in the world we live in, the culture we live in, you know, things are very fast paced. And so you hear things like this, right? It doesn't matter how long we were together. It just matters that we were together. Or it isn't the quantity of time that matters. It's the quality time, right? As long as we spent quality time. Um, but does that really work? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's basically, it, it's kind of a cop out, right? It's like, right. um, I'm really busy. I don't have, I don't want to carve out quantity of time. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to do 10 minutes and I'm going to call yeah. it quality time yeah. and then I'm good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. No, I mean, I would say quality time doesn't come without quantity time and it takes like quantity time after quantity time. Like you know, you decide, you know, you set up times that you're going to go hang with your kids. Right. And it's like, you're not going to expect that the first time you do that, you're going to get quality time out of it. They may not even talk to you. Like you might get three minutes of like, how are you? I'm great. How's school? It's fine. You know, how's Johnny, your friend? Great. Like, and that's where the conversation ends because Mm -hmm. they're just not in the mood to talk that day. They don't have things to say. I mean, I think it can even go the same with your spouse, right? Like you set up an ongoing date night And not every time you have date night, is it going to be quality time? Like, you know, you might have had a bad day that day and you're just like, I just want to get through this dinner and go home. Like, you know, so yeah, it doesn't, you can't, like I'm a big proponent of, you cannot schedule quality time. Like it comes with quantity time, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Um, So, and that even... I mean, that when you start to have teenagers, like as your kids grow up, like one of the things that we talk about a lot is like when the kids are little, they constantly want to be around you, right? Like they're constantly looking to you for time, for to spend time with me, spend time with me, read this book to me, put these Legos together with me, go outside and throw a ball with me, like watch this TV show with me. Like they will just put themselves in your presence, right? Mm-hmm. So you have all sorts of quantity time with them because they're putting themselves in your presence all the time. But as they start to do their normal thing as teenagers and they start to pull away, which is what we all want, which nobody wants a teenager still sitting on your lap most of the time, right? You're like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're supposed to be moving away. Um, but that time starts to like it starts to change, you know, and they're no longer asking for you to do those things with them. They're actually pushing away from that and saying, like, no, I don't want to go to the pool with you today. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know I don't want to go to the beach. No, I don't want to go out to eat with you today. Um, or they're in sports or they're right. You know, they've got these other things that they know that they need to do. They start working. Yeah. And it's just less and less and less of that quantity time that you're even around them. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So it's like you ha- you have you have to find that time to be around them, but it just, like you said, it becomes even more difficult, right? And then we add in like all the other distractions, like you just talked about sports, but then think about what do we always have in our hand? Like how many times do you walk into a restaurant, you sit down and you look at the table next to you and whether it's a whole family or it's a husband and a wife and they're on their phones and they don't speak to each other for the entire meal. Literally, Mm -hmm. Rachel just told me a story the other day, the three kids had gone out for brunch together And she came back and she was like, mom, this was so crazy. Like we were sitting next to this couple and literally we sat down and they were on their phones the entire time, never spoke a word to each other until their food came. Then they ate and got up and left. And she's like, but that's it. Like they literally just sat on their phones the whole time. She's like, what's the purpose of that? Like, why? Like, why, 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 you know? Um, So, you know, that's the whole like, oh, well, we're going to go have breakfast together, but you're not spending time together. Like you're completely distracted doing your own thing. Yeah. Right. You almost wonder if that's even considered quantity time right. because you're not engaged at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's just, I think, us coming back and saying, like, you need to be spending quantities of time with people in your life so that every once in a while you get that quality time, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it will happen. Like, it's going to come in there. You're going to get those moments with teenagers where 
you, it just happens. Like, in, and, and it could be a moment that you didn't even schedule. It could be a moment that you just go down to say goodnight to them. And they're all of a sudden, they're going to open up to you about all sorts of things that have been going on in your, their life. And you're like, Whoa, I didn't plan for that. You know? Um, right. Yeah. So quality time, it, it, because you're like, what I always think of is because I'm there, because I'm, I just am around, the more I can be around, the more I can make myself available and available like in person, I'm actually in the room, but I'm also free of distraction. I'm not in the room on my phone or in the room watching TV because that just shows the people around me that I'm not invested in what's going on. I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'm in my own little world, right? Right. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's happened with all of our kids. Like we always... <laughs> we always joke or always laugh or get frustrated. I don't know, whatever word you want to use as they grow to be teenagers. And some of the best, I think, quality time I've had with them has been at 11 o'clock at night where I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I just want to go to bed sometimes, but I try to make it a habit. Like even now as my, my girls are like, you know, in their twenties and in college, like I try to make it a habit to say goodnight to them every night. So whether they're already in their rooms with the door shut, already in their beds, whatever, like I just try to go in, say goodnight, like, and a lot of times that goodnight will turn into a 30 minute conversation that Mm -hmm. I hadn't necessarily planned on, but because I walked in, because I said a few things and all of a sudden now they're ready, like their brains have slowed down. They're ready to kind of open up, um, you know, and give you that time. So it happens then. I think it happens sometimes when you're in the car with them, you know? Um, if you just have them in the car and you're going somewhere, you know, I mean, those are some of the best conversations I've had with Tyler. I think like thinking back recently, it's like we're in the car and he's annoyed that we're going somewhere and he may not talk to me the whole ride there. He's got his headphones in, not (laughs) saying a word to me the whole way there. Right. And then we do our thing and we're on our way back. And he literally talked the entire way back home to me. Like Mm -hmm. did, I mean, wasn't quiet the entire way. So yeah. Right. It's like just finding those moments and you can't, you can't, I mean, you can't schedule the quality time, but because there was quantity time over and over and over again. So it just happens. Right. So. Very good. So number three, the question is, can you schedule memories? And in a word, no, you can't schedule memories. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about scheduling time together or things like that, but you definitely can't schedule memories. You can't just put it on the calendar at two o'clock. We're going to get together for five minutes and we're going to make a memory. (laughs) You know, it's just, it just doesn't work. Um, uh, You can't schedule them because they happen when I, when they want to, right? They're as random as the weather. You just, you just never know what you're going to get. So uh, I was listening to a message recently by Ted Bryant, a pastor at Granger Community Church Uh, in Indiana. And he basically introduced this concept that there are real situations and there are ideal situations. And according to him that, you know, the real is basically better than the ideal. So the real is kind of like, kind of like what you were saying, right? Everyday moments going through life, spending time with each other. Um, And that's kind of an example of quantity time, right? You're, you're engaged in life together, doing the normal things over and over and over again. And so that's real. And it's like, there's, more likely to be quality things that happen by spending that time versus the ideal, which is, you know, what we think, right? When we, when we look at other people's Instagram stories and things like that, and we see them on this perfect beach somewhere, you know, in our head, that's the ideal way to make a memory, the big expensive vacations or the planned events, things like that. But ultimately um, real is better than ideal. But at the same time, you know, we talked about quantity time, like it being important, but you can also schedule time and you can do things together. Um, you know, and so we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but we believe that you can schedule things. You can schedule time. You just can't schedule the memories. So, um, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of the blocks of time where, where we can schedule things and, and create that environment where things could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So again, when you're, I talked about this earlier, when your kids are little, I I don't know that you necessarily need to, you you don't need to schedule time with them. You need to schedule time with your spouse, (laughs) 110% away from from them. Yes. Um, But most often you don't need to schedule time with your kids. You might need to schedule family vacations. If you have 
if you or your spouse are both working full-time jobs and you're coming and going like crazy and don't really feel like your family unit gets time together very often, um, again, away from distraction, then that might be needed. But as your kids grow, as they become teenagers, like I am a huge proponent of you have to, like we, I have to schedule it. I literally have to put it on the calendar I, we all share share a Google calendar and I stick it on the calendar and I mark it as family time. And our kids all know, like, we don't make plans. Like mom has scheduled family time. And I work not, I'm not going to say that like I'm a dictator in this. And it's like, I don't work around their schedules. Mm -hmm. They all have jobs, right? They all have other things that they have going on. So I try my best to work around that. But if I've worked around the things in their life that like, I don't like that they can't change like their work schedules necessarily. And I schedule family time. Like they know like, well, if I was going to make plans with a friend that day, I'm not making plans with friends that day. Like that's just not happening. Um, yeah. So. And as long as you schedule something a week, a, a week out. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to conflict because they don't ever do anything. No. A week out. It's right. always last minute. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people ask me before, like, well, yeah, but when you schedule it, like, does it have to be something big? Like, I can't go on a vacation every time or I can't. And I'm like, no, like sometimes our scheduled time right now with our kids is we're watching a movie tonight at home. We're having dinner and watching a movie at home. Sometimes it's we're going to the beach and eating dinner on the beach. Like, I mean, sometimes, yes, it is vacations. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, how important those are. But it can literally, it's just time set aside in your schedules that yeah, medium medium sized stuff even right. like on a weekend we're we're driving down to San Diego which is what hour and a half away right maybe two hours at the most right. and doing a couple things and then coming home right right yeah I mean we do we try to mix things up we try to make it fun we try to like do something this time that maybe this person wants to do you know sometimes sometimes it's just a hike and not all of our kids like to hike but it's like this is just <laughs> what we're doing today like you know right. um so but yeah, I'm a big proponent of scheduling it, um, of getting it on a calendar as they get older and and making it happen. Because otherwise, I promise you guys, like six months will go by and you'll be like, wait a minute, you know, like we haven't had that time together. I mean, another thing that we do as much as possible is we have family dinner together. Like we sit at our kitchen table without our phones, without the TV on, everything gets turned off and we have family dinner together. Sometimes not everybody is here, um, but like it, they know that if they're in the house and it's dinner time, like we're doing that as a family, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that is part of our routine that always happens, but, um, yeah, the other stuff, like you just have to schedule, you just have to get on a calendar. So that's regular family time. And we did family time. I mean, even as our kids were little, like Friday nights was family night. Like, so Friday nights was always like the week is done. We're done with school. We would do like dinner and then a movie. And it was like treat nights too. We also had treat nights with the kids like growing up because our kids would ask for treats like every night of the week. And finally we're like, we're done with this. Every meal deserves dessert. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't disagree with that, but you know, we're trying to be a good parent. So, so one more thing about the family dinner yeah. too, though, is, you know, I think a lot of people look at that as old fashioned, right? They, they say you, what you eat, you eat around a table. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just grab your plate and then go sit in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, you know, I, I guess you could call it old fashioned, but it's also, I think it's something that even if they get frustrated at times that we do that deep inside, they know that it's right. Mm -hmm. And they know that it's like, I think they, they understand and they're going to look back on it as like a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons I know that is because of when we have their friends over. So their friends will come over and it's literally like, okay, pull up another table, you know, chair to the table and you know, I think some of these kids actually are like, wait, what's going on? Why are we mm -hmm. all eating around your table? You know, but it's funny because you hear from those kids later, hey, can I come back over for dinner or something mm -hmm. like that? You know, it's like they mm -hmm. they crave that just as much as as uh, we do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I yeah, you're exactly right. I've had I mean, they some of their friends have said out loud, like, we don't do this in my family. Like, we don't eat dinner together. You know, like we. Some of them will say, my parents don't even really make dinner. Like, you know, I'm kind of on my own for dinner every night. And even the, in those houses where maybe somebody does make dinner, it's like just put out, you go make a plate and they'll go sit in their room and eat dinner by themselves, you know? 
So it's like this concept to them of like, well, wait, what? You mean you sit around a table and you talk to each other and you have conversation. And sometimes you guys, the conversation is little to none, to be honest. Like, you know, um, sometimes people are frustrated with each other and it's super quiet. Yeah. There's an argument. (laughs) Yeah. Debate about something. And sometimes it's two hours later and we're still sitting around the table because something got brought up that happened at school or some big topic that's going on or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and you get into this big, long discussion and it's super fun, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's regular time. And then the other thing that I'm a big proponent of is vacation. And I know some of you will hear this and be like, okay, well, yeah, that's great, but we can't afford vacation. You know, we don't have the money for that. And you guys, sometimes we don't have the money for it either, to just be honest. Um, and it doesn't have to be a big expensive vacation. You don't have to go to Jamaica. You know, you don't have to fly to Alaska and do a big cruise. I mean, if you can great, like do those things, but it can literally be, a trip to a national park. Um, we've done <laughs> one of our daughters gets like, so like, do we always have to go to national parks? Like, um, but it's inexpensive, right? Like, and if you're a camper, it can be even more inexpensive. So we just bought a national park pass. And because we live in the West, like we have lots of options out here. And so we go hit national parks sometimes just for the day. Like we'll drive and do a national park and, you know, mm-hmm. um, come back. Uh, it can literally be like, go to the next town and, you know, spend, find a really cheap hotel, get a really great deal and spend one night in a hotel and go figure out what's going on in the town next to you. Like go see what's happening and what you can experience. Um, sometimes it's just a day. It's like a staycation and you just plan things throughout your week. You're still at home, but you're going and doing, you're going to the beach and that's free, right? Um, you're going to the park, you're going to the pool. Like you're just finding things in your local area to do. Um, But here's, I think, what we have found is when you actually take the time and you go away. And one of our, my little tips and tricks, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say this because our kids, our kids are so excited to listen to this. They'll probably get bored after like the first two episodes and be like, okay, we're done. So maybe they won't get to this one. Um, But one of the things that we, one of the reasons I love national parks and I love going and doing that stuff is because they lose cell service. We all lose cell service. Mm -hmm. And so it's like all of a sudden you're together. And there's no phone to look at. It doesn't matter. You could look at it all day, but nothing's there. So it's like this time of like, we're together. There's conversation that happens. Sometimes, again, it's really quiet. Other times it's like great conversation, but it's just your distraction free from all of the things that take um, all of our attention away. So like that, even being in big cities, like when we were walking around New York, like the, you can't have your phone out when you're walking in a big city, like you, because you have to be paying attention to where you're going in cars and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So like, those are my favorite vacations to do is, and I mean, you could totally be one of those parents that you're like, we're on vacation and the phone just goes like, you know, it gets turned off. It goes in a basket. It stays at home. I've heard families who do that. Like you literally leave phone. One person takes a phone like for emergency purposes and everybody else's phones stay home. Um, I'm not against that people like do it um, if you can. So, but it's just, it's time away. It's time to take a break. It's time to breathe again. It's time to like figure out what it is that you love about the people that are in your house again. Um, It's time to have like, it's 24 seven time that like you just don't get like during the week, you don't get in a normal mundane schedule. Everybody's doing their own different thing, running off in different directions. And this is like time to reconnect again and like really realize like, wow, what we have. Um, And you can tell it kind of makes me a little bit emotional, but like what we have is special and I really love these people and I'm glad I get to do life with them. So. True. All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) Uh, number four is stories from the front lines. So we thought it'd be fun to just tell a few stories about, you know, sometimes when we were together and we would kind of look back and say, wow, we were making memories on that one, <laughs> that sort of thing. So, um, and these are stories, like, like we said before, these are stories where when we're together as a family, you know, uh, we tell these stories or we look back and we laugh about these situations because, you know, they're shared experiences and we bonded through them, um, even if they were super intense or difficult at the time. So you want to go first or you want me to go? You can go first. All right. All right. So one, one story that we all kind of laugh about is hmm. what took place as we were driving across the country. Um, when we moved from Indiana to California, uh, we decided instead of 
shipping a bunch of stuff and flying, you know, we were going to make a vacation out of it so that we could make some stops. And I don't think the kids had ever seen half of the stuff between there and here. So um, I think we took what, almost two weeks. No, get, I don't think it, it was. I think we took seven like or 10 days yeah, or something. something like that. But let me just interrupt for a minute. I okay. mean, one of the reasons that we took that trip was it, we were intentional because we had been apart for six months as a family. Like Daryl had moved right to you had moved oh, to California to start your job here. We had decided that I was staying back with the kids to let them finish out the school year. So we had this like six month period of like basically our family being separated. So me living with the kids, you living in California, like we came out here once, you came back about every three to four weeks, but it just wasn't the same. Like it just Mm -hmm. like, we definitely felt this pulling apart of our family of like, you know, and I don't know that you and I have even ever talked about this, like on the podcast, but even a pulling apart of us, like, you know, we're living kind of separate, doing our own thing. And life was so busy because we're getting ready to do a huge move and selling houses and renting houses and getting rid of furniture and packing a house and like all of the stress. And so we intentionally decided we are driving so we can put our family unit back together. Like we can start that process of remembering why we like each other again, you know? Yeah. So, true. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of, um, you know, if if this series doesn't completely turn you off to doing podcasts, I mean, we could always do, I know, at least two other ones we could do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that? Well, that one, we could do one on on the, the pros and cons of a long-distance relationship <laughs> in order to take a new job. Yeah. I mean, that could be one. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, there's other ones we could do there's related millions, to. right? Millions yeah. of possibilities. <laughs> difficult, difficult things we've been through where yes. loss yes. of a job or something and just how yeah. it impacted us and the, the family and things like that. So true. maybe you'll see me back on the podcast All again. Right. Maybe. Okay. So, so where sorry. Was I? Oh, no worries. <laughs> you were talking about so we, we were, were driving, driving across, across the country. The country right? Yeah. So yeah, five people in a minivan with packed out, packed out minivan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, driving across the country. So, you know, we stopped at. Uh, all sorts of different places. The the Badlands, we stopped at Mount Rushmore, you know, uh, as we got closer into the West, you know, you've got Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, just Grand Canyon, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at one point we, it, it was, I think in, in the evening, it was mm-hmm. heading toward dark and we were, we were crossing the line into Wyoming and, and up in the North Eastern corner of Wyoming is a huge mountain called uh, Devil's Tower. Gorgeous to see, you know, and we were getting there like right as the sun was going down. So we really, we were just pushing to get there so that we would still be able to see it uh, before we went and found our hotel uh, at the next town or whatever. So, so we're driving in there. We all jump out of the van. We go, we see it as the, you know, as the sun's going down, we're trying to take pictures and they're already getting grainy because it's so dark. Jump back in the van and we start heading away from the the state park or whatever, you know, the, the entrance to mm-hmm. the park. And I look down and it's like, the gas lights on and it's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how long that's been on. Um, and so I'm like, well, that's fine. Whatever. We'll just, we'll just head back where, where we came from because there's some towns along there and I'm sure, you know, we can get gas. So we started driving and pretty much every town we came to was pitch black. Like people closed must've down. gone to bed at eight o'clock mm-hmm. around there. Everything was closed. No gas station open at all. Um, and so I started to get a little nervous. Um, I think the kids started to, to kind of figure th- figure mm-hmm. things out because uh, you know you and I are having conversations about oh how many how many miles do we have left and to the next gas station till the next mm-hmm. gas station things like that and so then they started getting nervous and pretty soon like we were literally all freaking out that we didn't know what to do we didn't know where to go. Well, and some add in there like our phones because of where we were at. Oh, yeah. We so didn't have phone much service. service. Was bad. We couldn't really. So we were having use a hard Google time maps to even find yeah. open yeah. gas stations, yep. things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I think I had messed with the settings on the van so that it would show, you know, the actual countdown, like the actual number of miles supposedly that you mm-hmm. had left until you were empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe we were in the negative mm-hmm. um, at some, at one point. So we're driving along. And I see a house and I see lights on. So I literally, I know that I don't have enough to really get anywhere. And so I just pull into this farmhouse in the middle of nowhere because I, I saw the light on, pulled in, and there were people, a, a mom and what, a couple of kids or something, yeah. getting out of a car, getting mm-hmm. back into their house. 
so we pull up and I'm like, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have any gas that, you know, we could buy from you, but you know, we're, we think we're literally almost out of gas. And she's like, yeah. And you're not going to get <laughs> anywhere. There's no gas station. The closest for like one is probably another 20 miles or something. Miles or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's like, I don't, I don't think so. She went, she went and looked, she found a, you know, a gas container and it was literally almost empty. So what we ended up doing is she had a riding lawnmower sitting there and I'm like, can we siphon some gas out of your riding lawnmower? And she said, yeah, that's fine. So I siphoned enough gas out of the riding lawnmower to put in the van to then get us the 20 miles to the gas station to fill up. So crazy, crazy thing because the kids were freaking out. Mm -hmm. Like they were super nervous. Um, I don't think they had ever seen somebody siphon gas out of something before. So that was like a, a whole new experience for them. Um, the people, though, were super nice. Uh -huh. Obviously, they're from Wyoming. So, oh, and that just makes them nice because there's nothing bad in Wyoming. So, um, so, yeah, that's one of our making memories stories yeah. when we look back. Yeah, that was pretty crazy because I think I even remember driving into Devil's Tower and us knowing we were low on gas. But we were so intent on getting there. And when we drove through the towns, I'm like, oh, there's a gas station. Like, mm -hmm. so we're fine. We'll go. We'll do it. We'll come back. Yeah. And there's a gas station on our way back through town. We're, like, no big deal. And then literally it's like the sun goes down and everything closes. And then you're like, oh, crap. Now what? Like, now what do we do? But yeah, that was, <laughs> I mean, we definitely were like, yeah, I was like, what are we going to do? We are literally going to be on the side of the road with no, I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere, like mm -hmm. with nobody around our phones barely work. Like, what are we going to do? Like yeah. for those of you who've been there, you know, there is literally nothing for miles. Yeah. There's one little town where you can buy some antiques and stuff. Probably they probably have this little town just for people who come there, uh -huh. but that was shut down. Closed. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So <laughs> Oh, so good. But look, we were all taken care of and made it That's to our right. next destination. And now the kids, we all have this memory of dad siphoning gas out of it. And didn't you even have to like, didn't you literally have to use like your mouth and put it on the, oh, yeah. like to get it started? So yeah. yeah. That's the only way you can siphon. Without, yeah. I mean, they, like, they I make don't... tools to siphon things with, but right. I mean, yeah, as long as you have a, a piece of hose and you can just suck it out with your mouth and hope you don't get a big old gulp of it. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, so good. So good. So yeah, um, I definitely have, uh, yeah, there's some things. So one of the, there's a couple of things that popped in my head. We have so many like memories of like being with friends and vacations that we did with, um, our big group of friends that we had. So I think there was 13 of us total. So three families, um, with, we had three kids. The other two families had two kids. And every now and then we would add another family in and add some more kids in. And I mean, we drove to lots of our vacations. Um, we, I mean, I don't think we flew. We didn't, we didn't fly. So every vacation we True. did with this group of friends. Flew. Yeah. We, none of us made enough money at that point to be able to afford to fly our whole families. Um, so, you know, we drove and had all sorts of fun and did all sorts of fun things, um, getting rained on in different places and, I mean, I remembering leaving Disney World um, with a crew of 13 of us. So we had driven to Florida and did the whole Disney. We've been there. I mean, and when we did Disney, we did Disney. Like, open to close, open to baby. Close. <laughs> like, 95, 95 yeah. degrees and in 90% humidity, yeah. probably. Yeah. And we're, Ooh. like, leaving Disney. And we stayed, again, till close. So fireworks had just happened. And, you know, it's like the whole universe is leaving Disney at the same time trying to get through and you know we're like meandering our way through people like literally holding hands in a line of 13 of us like trying to make our way like out the park and not lose a child in the process of it um right. we've left kids in cars like uh so all sorts of like memories um with all of that stuff um but one of the memories that sticks out the most in my brain is uh so we were at the lake. So my parents own, um, have a, a house on a lake and we spent many, many summers there. So I have all sorts of memories with the kids at the lake, learning to ski for the first time and riding the tube for the first time and kneeboarding and like just being out on the lake, right out on the boat, like mm -hmm. doing all the things, jumping off the pier, 
um, watching fireworks, like just so many of those like, you know, things. But it was just our family that was there um, this weekend. And we had been out on the boat and doing things and playing outside. And where we were at on the lake, weather always came across the lake. So you could kind of see it coming. Um, and so anytime you would kind of see it start to get dark, you'd be like, okay, it's time to like, you know, clean things up. Like, let's get in the house, kind of let's start to move. And that kind of started to happen. Like, you're like, oh, there's weather coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think maybe even on our phones, we realized like there's, I think we knew that there was going to be some weather coming, but yeah, you could literally just see a bank of clouds just start moving toward you. And then eventually you'd see the rain hit the lake at yeah. the other side of the lake right. and you knew that it was kind of marching across yeah. the lake at you yeah so and it started to get like really windy like you know so we're cleaning everything up outside but we're not in a huge hurry it's like we're doing it but you know and we're it's not like we're moving at a slow pace but we're also not running to do it right we're, we're getting everything cleaned up because it's getting windy and so when that happens you're like you don't want stuff going into the lake so you kind of have to pick up chairs and pick up things that maybe you've had out all day so And, you know, you guys now just learned about my tornado story. So I am very one of those people that like, I'm weather is never, it's not going to happen again. I've already been through one tornado. Like, so I, storms do not really bother me. They don't like, I'm like, it's fine. We're fine. Like, so we get in the house and like the wind is picking up and picking up and picking up and we get in the house and we're like getting kids showered off because they're sandy. You know, we've been outside all day. There's sand in every crevice. And so the girls I think had showered Tyler was like the last one into the shower and um, all of a sudden, like, I mean, it just like the wind just starts to whip. And I think the uh, a, the tornado, yeah, I think, sirens. warning siren started going off. Yeah. And so and the whole time, like the wind is, you know, I can tell Daryl starting to get a little concerned and I'm like, it's fine. We're fine. It's no big deal. Like, it's fine. Like, you know. And he's starting to get a little more nervous, a little more nervous. And so I'm not moving anybody super fast because, you know, I'm like, it's, we're fine. It's going to be just fine. And then the tornado sirens start to go off Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. And then you start to hear like things start to whip. Like, I mean, you can hear furniture like flying and like. Yeah, I think I saw a plastic chair literally fly by the window just like from one yard to another, to just another. moving very quickly. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. you don't usually see that. Yeah. So we literally decided in a split second, I mean, it was like a split second, like, okay, we can't be in this house anymore. And there's not a basement in that house, but there's a detached garage that has a basement in the detached garage. So we're like, we need to get there and we need to do it right now. Like, in the, like we need to do it in this moment. And so it very quickly went from like, very calm, a little bit of concern to like utter panic almost, kind of. Like, so the girls are like out of the shower. Tyler, meanwhile, is still in the shower when we decide we need to go. Like, so we start yelling like, Tyler, Tyler, let's go, let's go. Come on, we gotta go. (laughs) He comes out of the shower and like, again, the panic is kind of starting to set in. And so we're both yelling at him, not our finest parenting moment, but we're both yelling. He comes out of the shower naked, like half, I think with a towel wrapped around him, mm-hmm. flipping out. Like trying to figure out if he just follows us with a towel, right. or does he have enough time to go put clothes, clothes on? on. He's super concerned at that age. He's right. super young. Yeah. So he's, he's just concerned about being naked. Right. He's like, I'm naked. I just have this towel. Everybody's yelling. What am I supposed to do? And I I don't I think I just grabbed clothes for him really fast. And we like went running outside down into the basement of the garage. And now we literally like laugh our heads off about it. I mean, it did yeah. end up being a really big storm. Like we lost power, trees down everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. Yeah, we went, took a drive after it had, had passed. Yeah. And I mean, just because right next to the golf course. Yeah. And I just remember there being trees down all over the golf course. Yeah. I think we actually ended up going back home that night. Like I think we stayed yeah. for a while and then electricity wasn't coming back on. And so we just Well, yeah, ended because up- the, tree, the tree in the front yard by the lake split in half split in half yeah and literally fell down across the um the lawn into the water yeah 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 so that was that's definitely one of the things that like uh 
that sticks out oh. um, for sure. Like that was just one of those like, oh my gosh. I it, Yeah, so funny. So funny now. But Tyler was literally like, fr- poor kid was freaking out. Like just did not know what to do with himself. Yeah. So... But now we look back and we all laugh at it. Uh-huh. We all laugh at him. We do. Yeah, we do all <laughs> laugh at him. Yes, yes, yes. For but sure. he laughs too. So that's good. Yes, he does. He finds it definitely finds it interesting. But I mean, there's I can sit back and I mean, there's just all sorts of like memories I can I can think of. And it's it's fun to like ask your kids what they remember, too. Like, what mm. are the memories that they have? You know, um, Rachel and I always go back and forth that she says that I lost her in a grocery store. And I always tell her that. It's because she didn't listen to me. Yeah. Like, so we have this ongoing little battle in our over back and forth. You know, that is a memory for her that like sticks out huge is, you know, again, one of those bad memories, right. Of like, I lost her in the grocery store and it was because I had told her like she had asked to go to the next aisle. And I said, you can go one aisle over and you need to stay right like in this certain spot. And she says that I'd never said that to her and that I then took, I went someplace else which I say is not true. But anyways, it all worked out and I found her. But it was a moment of panic for both of us. But um, uh, yeah, so, so it's it's funny to hear what their memories are made of. So, right, yeah. And I mean, the other thing, like when I think about memories, like Tyler, Tyler is definitely our like traditions and memories like mean a lot mm-hmm. to him. And so like he'll talk about like little things like when we lived in Indiana, like before school every year, before school started, we would go to Martin's and get donuts. Like, and that's something that like sticks in his brain is mm-hmm. like, we did that every single year. Um, so yeah, I mean, memories, it's definitely one of those things when you start to make memories and do those things, they stick in your kids' heads and it's things that they tell their friends or that positive and sometimes negative things that they can look back on, but yeah. makes up who we are. Right. So. Yeah. And those those were things that you scheduled. Like it was part of, yeah. like that's why it was a tradition because it was scheduled. Like first yep. day of school, this is what we do. Yep. So. Yep. Now we didn't schedule the tornadoes at the lake and, no. you know, the the running out of gas. We probably would have never scheduled that, but. No, but we were spending quantities we were of time spending, together. <laughs> yes, we were. And it just happened. It just happened. Yep. All right. So let's land the plane. This week, um, ask yourself the following questions. So. First, look back on things with your family. Um, Have you made memories together like that? Um, If not, what could you do differently in order to kind of encourage these things to happen more often? Uh, Number two, have you ever thought about the differences between quality time and quantities of time and kind of how that impacts you and your family? And are there changes you can make this week to maybe spend a little more time in order to ensure that quality time happens? And then finally, have you ever tried scheduling time? So kind of like we talked about, right? Family dinners or a movie night or game night or things like that, or even a a week-long family vacation to get away from everything. Um, Can you put some of those things on the calendar just to um, make that happen? So, all right. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, Next week, we're going to talk a bit about preparation So we're going to call it Prep for Launch, and I hope you'll choose to be back with us again for that episode. Until then, have a great week. Go make some memories and keep transcending human. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find additional content as well as ways to contact us and links to our social media channels. Thanks again for subscribing to the show, and we'll see you again real soon.